Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. This week we're talking to Oka Lee Parker and Sean Ingram. These gentlemen have been collaborating in the hardcore punk scene for over a decade and have many a story to tell. From starting a terrible punk band called Curb Stomp to writing polished songs in their band Group Think, these guys are ready to get back out there and share their music with the world. Oka has recently branched out to write some solo stuff and we're going to share his song 24K right now.
right, we're here with Oka Lee Parker and Sean Egram. So 24K, what a song. Dude, you've got like a you've got like a voice of a country singer, but it sounds better with this like alternative type music. Let's talk about the song. Man, uh, it was about my, it's basically about my last job I had. So like a lot of people can take from it that it's like for a relationship or a broken heart, which it kind of is actually, um, you know, because I got ran in the dirt, you know, um, and Sean was there for a lot of it. And I'm not going to say what their name is. You know, I'm not going to throw their name out there like that. But, um, you know, it's almost like uh, a middle school phrase, like, oh, yeah, every like every single like number and letter stands for something. So 24K stands for two words for K. Um, it's basically the two words were um, I quit. Ah, I'm nice. done. You know, and you can use a lot of quotes with two words, but to keep it PG, it's I quit or I'm done. Nice, nice. You're just done with them. That is a good feeling when you quit a job that you hate. Hopefully you had something else lined up. Oh, I did, man. Right away. I'm doing it now. I work for a, H, a local HVAC company and I work in administration. So I hit the ground running for them. So it's all good. So so music is a part-time thing for you these days? Is that right? Uh, you know, um, it's my life. It really is. I mean, anything, I don't know, like I'll wake up you know, from a long sleep or naps or whatever. And sometimes I've got songs in my head that have never been written before. You know, it's always something that's being created in my head. And I like to either hum it out or do something with it, you know, before I forget it, because I always forget a lot of ideas. But um, luckily I was trained on multiple instruments since I was a kid um, to get me to try to figure out what I'm hearing in my head when I wake up. It never happens at any other point of the day, um, but it only happens when I wake up so it's all your weird. all your music hits you first thing in the morning mostly yeah yeah um now this song 24k me and sean were in a band called uh 2613 and it was our first song that we wrote and the original the beginning riff um to bring that song in was the first song you know the first riff from that song so, well, let's talk about uh, how you and Sean know each other. You, it's my understanding that you've been playing together for quite some time in different iterations. Did you guys meet when you were real young? Have you recently met? Talk about the relationship with you two. Yeah, so basically we met in uh, fifth grade, like, you know, like elementary school field day. And then we just hit it off and been friends ever since. And then we had that common love for music um, going into middle school and growing up. And as we get into high school, um, just like where you can you start driving, you can start getting instruments and everything and, and kind of do what you want and actually start bands. So we started uh, playing in our very first band was a um, laughable hardcore band. Um, like I was like, I was like 16, super into New York hardcore, Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, stuff like that. And just trying to emulate that. And we did that band. It was called uh, Curb Stomp. <laughs> right. Curb and, Stomp. Uh, is that a reference to an Ed Norton movie? Yeah, yeah, it, okay. was, it was at the time, yeah. <laughs> nice. um, and then we we did that, and then um, after that, we because we broke into that scene, 
and even though the band wasn't very good um you know like in any music scene you meet a lot of great people and uh they kind of like took us in and as we kind of networked with people we got an offer to join another band um with some kids at the time they were a couple years older than us and they were in the local bands that we kind of looked up to and then they took us in and we started a band with them called bonnie dune and then that was the first um band that we got that had like real attention like you go out of town like the bands were all based in Fayetteville North Carolina and it would be like oh wow people in Jacksonville are talking about us people in Wilmington it was like our first taste of that and playing shows out of town yeah once you realize that you can break out of your hometown break out of your own little scene and make a connection with a new audience it's it's almost impossible to not keep doing it Hey, right it's like kind of like that runner's high like almost yeah. like that whoa or like you you uh you get hooked on it you want to you want to keep you know, like performing now oka let's talk about the name oka it's 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 very different it's original i've never heard it before it's spelled o-a-k-a but it's pronounced oka am i am i saying that right you are you are saying it correctly and for some reason a lot of people like to overthink it and I don't know why it's it's a two syllable word. Oaka. Yeah. Like, I feel like you know some people like would even mess it up. Like yo, some guy named OK just came over. I'm like, what? <laughs> Was it? Is there is there an origin story for this name, or did is it just you like the sound of it? <laughs> uh, no, I'm a, I was I'm a Raiders fan, so it came from that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it uh, I'm the third, so my grandfather. And then my father's a junior, I'm the third. So wherever they come up with it, you know, apparently it's Greek, but you know, I, I don't know, man, you know, I, I gotta do some digging myself, you know, I, you know, I'm unmotivated in that sense. Everybody asks me about my name, they act like I, you know, I want to do the digging. I'm lazy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play music, you know? Well, let's talk about music. Uh, now, you know, you talked about where we talked about curb stomp was your first band together. And what was the name of that second band you were in? It's called Bonnie Dune. It was a uh, like a not great neighborhood in the Fayetteville area. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so, so you went from Curb Stomp to Bonnie Dune. Then you guys yeah. had a project called Groupthink. Is that right? Or we did a um a band that led to Groupthink. We did a band called Twenty Six Thirteen, which was a melodic hardcore band in the. 2613 it came from me and uh, lee worked at a food line and that was the store number and that's like <laughs> all it came from and it was like so ominous and people would add dude people would come up with their own theories all the time like i used to take stickers that would be on the pallets because we were the guys who'd unload the truck and we would like give those out at shows sometimes like oh, just grocery that, store that is that is so <laughs> awesome what a great story god i love that <laughs> shout out to food line right no. Right, right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, so twenty six. So, so you guys. I mean, you've kind of entrenched yourself in that hardcore punk, hardcore metal, melodic metal yep. type music. Is the goal to keep writing music like that? Because twenty four K seems to be a bit of a pivot from from that style. Is is the idea to to become more? I would, I don't, I hate to say the word mainstream punk, but is it, it seems more of like a mainstream style you're going for with the new song. Well, um, I've always been one to be in, you know, these hardcore bands that really like alternative rock more than, uh, than everybody else in the band. Like everybody else in each band that I was in was real dedicated to their craft and the type of genre that we were playing where I 
you know, I had like an arm and a foot in, you know, and I'm always like somewhere else or just experimenting with everything else. But like, I feel like everything that I write, you know, I've tried writing different genres. I've just tried and always, you know, I could write these riffs. I'm like, oh yeah, it sounds like this genre. It's going to be super, super heavy. And it's going to just like not be like anything else. And then it just always revolves back to rock. It always revolves back to you know, kind of like what I grew up listening to, man. And like, if it wasn't for Sean, I would have never branched out from that, you know? And Sean, like, honestly, was a big part of like me listening to other genres. This dude is an uh, encyclopedia. He's a dictionary of genres. It's insane. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm not the one to do my homework, but he is. So like <laughs> with music, like he, you know, he, he kind of branched me out. But for me, like I always end up going back to that type of sound, you know, um, well, Chris Cornell. You said music you grew up with. Talk about your influences a little bit. You and Sean both. Tell me, you know, you said you've been playing music your whole life. I'm assuming your parents both were heavy into music and encouraged you to talk about the influences you had growing up. Yeah. So it started off like growing up. My dad grew up Washington, D.C. and uh, just like grew up as a classic rock guy. Or it wasn't like classic rock then, but he'd seen like Ozzy. He'd seen Ted Nugent live. Like he he would go to shows all the time and um so like growing up that's I listened to a lot of classic rock and then as I around that age like 12 13 14 around then I found um kind of like metalcore and then that led to finding like hardcore and then I got into super into bad brains minor threat like I have a minor threat tattoo um yeah, minor threat um black flag like I just fell in love like I'd never heard music that that raw just like that um unhinged almost the production value just everything about it it was just chaos i fell in love with it what about you Oka? well um growing up like my dad and my well not my dad so much but my mom i remember she would drop me off at um at school in the mornings and she would always be listening to country and i remember having these songs stuck in my head and it, it was a, the twang of the steel guitar and for some reason it would stick in my head and i hated it I hated it. And um, I just wanted to lash out at it, man, because I felt like I was being force fed something I didn't want to listen to. You know, <laughs> I could not, man. And then, I, you know, my dad, you know, he had a Friday, he got Fridays off. So he took me to school one day and Freak on a Leash started playing and he was just playing. I'm like, yo, what is this? And how can I get more of it? Because like, I need more heaviness in my life because I'm tired of these people singing about their trucks and their dirt roads. And, you know, <laughs> I'm tired of it. Like I'm tired of hearing these steel guitars all the time. Like it's the same songs over and over, but you got this guy that's speaking tongues at you with some like very low tuned bass lines and, you know, it's super heavy. It's unlike your late nineties country. It's just stuff that's playing on rock 103, which I hadn't listened to since I was like, I don't know, but like it took a long time for me to listen to rock music. And when that hit, it started hitting with, Honestly, it started hitting with corn, but like Bad Company um, was a big influence. And then started listening to REM. Um, and then Stained came along and they got big in fifth grade um, for me in 2001. And then Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, they were really good to me. Like, oh, well, no, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, Limp Biscuit, they they had something good going, man. They, you know, 
they're they're what I call a nostalgia band these days. You know, since, yeah. you know they you know they put out the the chocolate hot dog, whatever chocolate starfish album, and that don't kind of don't don't act like you don't know. It, 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 <laughs> it, it lost. They lost a lot of fans with that one. I think they they did a pivot and they thought they were going. I think whatever they were going for just didn't hit their fan base the way. It had a lot of commercial success, but it just didn't. The fans kind of turned on them after that. And to this day, they show up at a lot of these festivals that we get my wife and I go to. And, you know, they're still a fun band to see live. I mean, with that $3 bill album was just gold. I love that stuff. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I, I can relate, man. You know, I grew up, uh, believe it or not, my mom used to take me to school every day. And because we would get kicked off the bus all the time and, and <laughs> we would what? be. I'll just all, raising all kinds of hell, but, uh, <laughs> but, but she, she listened to a lot of Amy Grant. So I could probably oh, okay. recite Amy Grant music like this all day long. And then right. my, my dad and my uncles, they listen to a lot of classic rock and a lot of old country. I still love the old country. I think it was the early nineties country kind of took this turn toward pop and you know, it kind of lost its ability to influence people like me. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm much, yeah. I'm much like Sean. Uh, when I, I was, I, I was a teenager in the nineties and you know, the first t- I got my hands on that Raging Against the Machine tape when I was like 13 oh, years yeah. old. And I mean, that, that we, my best friend and I played that tape just nonstop yeah. for an entire day. By the end of the day, we were jumping up and down on his mom's couch, like just tearing his living room apart. You know, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, yeah. it's those kind of experiences that kind of shape and, and, and build that love for, to, you know, for musicians. And I love hearing yeah. everyone's story. Now, let's, let's talk about, um, you guys, you're in Fayetteville, Sean, and okay, you're in you're in Richmond, Virginia. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I wanted to say something about um, God. It was one of your last shows. It was Shadow Shadow's um, Edge. Shadow's Edge. Shadow's yeah, I Edge. Wanted, I wanted to commend them for all the hard work they're doing and all the reaching back that they're doing with their music. A lot of work that they're doing. I noticed that they were they uh, had some pool or you know tried some shows in Richmond or whatever. When I listened to that episode, I. If they listen to this, I love what they do and what they stand for. That that everything that they talked about and what they stood for meant a lot to me. So awesome. Shout out to Shadow's Edge. I yeah. love to hear that 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 people are listening to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. I love you. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you for coming on and doing this, man. I, I'm I'm really, you know, for people that don't know, now would be a good time to plug your music on SoundCloud. And you yeah. can find it on SoundCloud. Uh, give everyone the extension on SoundCloud so they know exactly where to find you. Well, if you want to go on the website, um, you know, and just search up uh, Oka Lee Parker. That's O-A-K-A space L-E-E slash Parker. P as in Paul, A-R-K-E-R. And uh, it's got a couple of my songs on there. I've got a lot more stuff in the works, but I'm a little hesitant to release anything else. I've got a lot of stuff that I'm recording right now. And I just want to release everything else instead of putting all my stuff out there, you know, I just want to release yeah. an album. And I think, you know, what you see right now is what you're going to get for a little bit. So just check it out. Um, check out what I got so far. And then, you know, pretty soon I'm going to put this out there, man. I'm going to put this uh, full length out there. Um, I'm looking forward to Now, there. are you going to include that cover on the album? Because there's a really cool cover on your SoundCloud. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. which, which cover? Is it Crete? Yes. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, I think so. That that's got to be there. You know that that was uh, I added some viola in with piano, and 
you know, add a little bit of bass guitar to it. And uh, yeah, I got like some rough and gruff vocals in there. Well, okay. So I'm glad you said that because what I was just about to say was what I love about your version of that song. Everyone that covers that song wants to sing in that high register. Yeah. But but you you did it and, and you didn't like you didn't push your voice like that. You did it with your voice and, and your style. And I just love I'm just you've heard that song covered so many times through the years and no one ever does it like that. It sounded really cool. That's why I like it. And I hope you do include it on the album because, you know, for for people that are listening, you know, Oka's got a very distinct voice and it's it's actually a pretty perfect voice for like punk rock underground, you know, heavy metal type music. But yeah. but it does have like a country kind of growl to it. And I think that's what makes it unique. I think that's what's going to make your music stand out when you do get this album put together. Um, so you're saying you have enough material for a whole album. Are you just are you just waiting? Are you still piecing things together? Or are you just waiting for studio time? Or or what's what's logistically what's keeping this album from coming out? um time honestly it's just time i'm piecing it all together and you know like when i sent you that song like man I, you know there wasn't a lot of like meticulous uh editing that i did to it but it was just like there was like a rhythm guitar and i'm just like you know what i'm gonna cut this down because there was a part it's like dun, 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 dun. and like i took the guitar i'm like you know what i'm gonna re-record this and i gotta like do certain palm mutes in certain areas or hit these scales a little more louder um, so, you know, I, if it doesn't make me happy, I don't think it's going to make anybody else happy, but like, you know, everybody, every musician, they really should be their own worst critic and they should really listen to themselves and just like maybe one or two other people that they really trust because, um, you now know, is, is Sean that person for you is Sean oh, the one that you're bouncing things off of. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, Sean's going to give it to me straight. Like, and if he doesn't like something, he's not going to be harsh about it, but he's... Has he ever come back to you and be like, okay, this sucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he, he's... Uh, Sean has been very glass half full with his critique, so nice. it's just like, uh, you know, I see, where you, I see where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always thought with, uh, like, when Lee comes to me with, like, material or anything, like, because currently we, we are, um, we brought back after a decade hiatus our um, hardcore band group thing. I'm really enjoying that, by the way. I, I've pulled that up oh. on Spotify a couple of times. That's good stuff, man. I, if you, for those yeah. listening, check out Groupthink on Spotify. It's really good stuff. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, thank you for checking that out. Um, and so because um, I myself am going back into songwriting like a decade after and Lee has been active this whole time. He's been like a real big inspiration has kind of like kept my um, my songwriting skills kind of sharp because the, the <clears throat> volume 
that he puts out with, you know, like with quality stuff, but it just like constantly like reading and kind of, I guess, constructive criticism, like doing anything I can, anything I can help and looking at it as a songwriter myself. So I feel with coming back um, with groupthink a decade later, um, I feel this is the best material I've written, written ever lyrically, my best performance vocally on it. Um, and I, I contribute it to like to him to help, you know, like keeping me interested and not like turning off that part of my brain. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's good to have people in your corner that keep you motivated. You know, we, I started this journey back in October of 2018 and here we are, it's 2021. We're still not open. It's taken a lot of hard work, you know, to get here. And, and if it didn't weren't for people like my, my, typically I have my co-host Cody with a K if it wasn't for guys like him and, and people like my wife, C-Dub, you know, there, there's many a times where I've had those days where I'm just driving to work or from work and you're just stuck in your head. Like, why, why are you wasting your time? You know, all that, all that devil shit that gets in your head and tells you you shouldn't do what you know you should. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard, especially when you, I mean, you know, you guys, young adults, you know, you have responsibilities. It's hard to stay focused on a goal like that. And I commend you for, for digging deep and pulling this back out because I can't wait to get you guys on the stage at the rooster. I, I'm just, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about like a, like a, like a whole night of entertainment with group think and the Lee Parker show. Uh, I hope you're ready for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, oh, we would, we would love to. Yeah. We look forward to coming out there and out playing. And I, I just want to say like, thank you for like sticking with, I know like during this time of COVID with venues, I mean, um, me coming from, a, I, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee now, but we, I moved from San Diego, California with my wife during COVID. We moved across the country and um, I, I saw so many venues that I loved in San Diego, like just, you know, their staff, you know, they're just like local people and, and just seeing all the heartache and everything they're going through and the uncertainty or, or shows ever going to happen again. And it's like, now there's like light at the end of the tunnel things are getting booked, tours are gone. And it's like, if it wasn't for venue owners such as yourself, like th this wouldn't have been able to happen. We wouldn't have live music again. So yeah. thank you. For and it's so important, Ooh. man. It's so important to have live music in our lives, live art of any kind. Now, with that said, we see that shows are coming back. Have you bought tickets to a show yet? Uh, yes, I am. Um, I'm actually, there is a uh, punk band called Teenage Bottle Rocket. And they are going to play at a venue called Exit Inn here in Nashville, Tennessee on June 23rd. And soon as that popped up, I, I was like, yep, I'm gone. I've been fiending, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Lee? Who, who are you excited to see? Man, I want to see Gaslight Anthem again. But uh, I don't know, man. You know, honestly, what I want to see is a baseball game. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like – we're going to have like, we're going to have practice hopefully in June. Hopefully we're going to go up. Our drummer is in DC uh, for group. Thing. And um, you know, we kind of want to go up there and see a nationals game. You know, I kind of want to see sports again. I want to hear the roar of the crowd again, you know, but for music, man, I want to see gaslight anthem. And I want to see a lot of these local bands here in Richmond that, you know, this scene raves about like this city built it has built up an art community and a music community. That's like, so gratifying to see as somebody that came from out of town and it's just just pretty cool that it's so respected in so many lights here is it an eclectic mix in the richmond area or is is there like a specific genre that stands out up there 
Oh man, it's it's very eclectic. Um, I think they're I think Richmond is like always searching for something different, musical and artistic chip on their shoulder where they just want something different. And that's what I like, honestly, that's what I try to do with uh, my music. Like there's, um, there's a couple of songs that I've like gotten feedback on. Like, that's weird. Like what you did with the guitar was weird and I love it. You know, like I haven't gotten any negative feedback. Like what you did with your vocal style or what you did with this is like, uh, it's just different, you know? And I don't know. Um, it is, it's very relatable what Richmond is. They're always searching for the next thing to me, you know, like. It's good to hear that you're, that you've kind of settled in there. Now is with, when group thinks does get back together, start practice again, is the goal to, to go on like a small tour or are you trying to stay in one area? What's uh what's, what's next for group think and what's next for Lee Parker in terms of where are you taking your music, uh, geographically? Well, um, I think whatever time will allot because we're like, for group think we're all over the place, kind of like Sean's in Tennessee, I'm in Virginia, Izzy, our drummer is in DC, you know, so whatever that will allow, speaking for myself, like, you know, I think like open mics or something, you know, or just getting myself out there a little more as like things start to open up, you know, I've just been kind of busy. Well, Sean, what about you in Nashville? There is no shortage of places to play in Nashville. Are you? I I, I love Nashville. Nashville is an awesome, beautiful city. There's there's always somewhere to go and something to do, entertainment wise. Are you hitting open mics or are you you know networking out in the scene? Like, what what's going on for you in Nashville? Or are you waiting for things to open up a little more? Um, so right now with groupthink, we are um, currently, and like as like Lee said, as like time allows, um, but we are looking at having like our first band practice back together in, um, in June. And um, so right now we are um, just working on writing a full length and we have uh, like merchandise stickers getting printed, all, all of that. And we're, we're looking more so to like to play like kind of dates here and there and at burst like just like when time allows the main focus right now is getting um like the full length written recorded and uh getting all that taken care of and then uh nashville yes i've been i've been talking to some people in like local uh, hardcore bands because we would love group think to play in nashville for sure and just i have a really good network here too that's family my brother-in-law is a very talented musician himself and he actually did the vocal tracking and the mastering for our ep what's happened to my mind did that all in his uh basement area you know a whole professional setup so that kind of um you know really good support system you know for nashville i think it's just gonna be more opportunity to grow awesome well we've got a little bit of time left i want to hear some fun stories about the coming ups with you guys i I was told that you've got some pretty interesting stories to talk about uh being on the road back in the day uh lee you want to kick that off yeah man um and Sean, I'm going to have to have you butt in on this, but like, <clears throat> okay, so let me, I'll just brush over our first band, Curbs Tom. You know, like people, we were, I think we were awful, you know, like looking oh, yeah, back, we were, <laughs> we were very bad. Maybe we there's, on, maybe you can write a song called Curb Stomp with the group thing, like kind of like a throwback. Maybe, right, make, right. Make, maybe write a song about how bad you were. <laughs> Uh, what not uh, to do when you're starting a band i'm gonna i'm gonna go against a normal therapist advice i'm just gonna like you know bottle that up and never remember that again 
<laughs> no, um, but anyway, uh, so we we branched out to Bonnie Doon. We had a great time. Our final show was very chaotic um, because we were a chaotic band. We were very heavy, you know, people flying off the stages, bouncers getting in fights with the audience. It was just very wild, you know. I wouldn't condone fighting. We never did that. We're just saying. Yeah. It was just wild. And then I really wanted to like segue to this 2613 story. And I, I would love for Sean to butt in at any time. But, you know, we were we were developing our style pretty heavily. Um, you know, we started out um, playing like comeback kid type stuff. And I kind of like stripped down hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went along playing like that. And I remember we, we kind of like, went away for a little bit and we were just like developing our own style and our other guitarist was helping write that and um you know uh, during that time you know we we reached a rough patch um you know in our personal lives you know a good friend of ours uh he ended up you know passing away in a in a car accident and it was in the middle of the time where we were in our transitional period for music. And he was one of our closest friends. And, um, you know, we, we uh, ended up at, to nutshell it up a little bit for story time. Like we ended up we having tore a, down everything. We were like, tear down everything, start all over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the emotional, so, the emotional, damage was so much that you couldn't keep going the direction you were going in you needed to shift in order yeah, to, it, to 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 cope yeah it was almost like uh, being 18 years old and never having experienced that before and it just like it hits you like oh my god you know, 18 year old kid died this isn't supposed to happen mm -hmm. and that like emotional impact that feel just like we all like collectively mourned and um we came back and then wrote some of the like like our first show back was the memorial show for our friend who had uh, passed away. And um, I just remember us playing, you know, like like having the light, like we'd always play with uh, 2613. That was uh, the band that was performing. Um, we'd always play with the lights off whenever possible because we kind of like the, had our music kind of had like a bummer vibe, like not the funnest thing. And, you know, cause we're getting, we're getting everything out. And um, I mean, just like, how absolutely insane that show was i mean just the like the raw emotion is just like i don't think that would have been possible without music you know like just uh, i mean almost 12 years later and i still yeah, i can hear it i can hear it in your voice i can hear the trembling yeah. in your voice where the emotion it sounds like one of those shows where there was a, a an energy in the room that you guys were all sharing those, those yeah. are the best shows. I, I'm, that's the reason we're, I'm even doing this is chasing that feeling. I'll be chasing the rest of my life. And I think I figured out a clever way to, to make that happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just got to own a venue real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, that's what I was saying about like shadows edge, like they give back, you know? Um, so anyway, it was kind of like that, you know, we, we gave back. He was one of our dearest friends and, um, you know, we ended up putting on a really big show and, you know, doing something very cool with the proceeds, um, with the money. We ended up giving that to his parents, you know, for dealing with that. I'm sure um, they appreciated that and sure they felt the love too. Yeah, absolutely. But that was, a, that was one of the, like the many stories that we had to, 
we have to share, you know, like it's hard to nutshell that. And, you know, this, uh, hopefully we get a part two because we would love to come down and just hang out with the man himself. Well, I just, I I can't wait to get you on stage, man. I'm really looking forward to to having you guys come and play the rooster when we finally get open. We're getting closer and closer, man. Every day, uh, the excitement's brewing, the, there's just a lot of excitement around what we're doing and every week we do this show and every week I'm just feeling more and more of the energy and the love from all the artists and you know, COVID's kind of petering out and, and things are opening back up and it's just it's so exciting all of the awesome stuff that's coming there's going to be this avalanche of art and music and and love coming from from the artists of the world and i can't wait to capture some of that and share it with the, with the community here in gasson county um we're about to run out of time here so before we wrap it up i want you guys both to take an opportunity to promote you know again wherever you know wherever people can find your music and then you know share share with our audience some some words of wisdom before we sign off so you can find uh, Groupthink um, on Instagram at Groupthink, on Spotify, Apple Music. You can just look up Groupthink. We'll be there. Our new EP called What's Happened to My Mind, uh, working on a full length. Look forward to having that out and hopefully seeing everyone soon. So to touch on that, um, if you want to find our Instagram handle, it's uh, Groupthink HC is in Charlie. You know, Sean explained it very well. If you know, wise words to any musician, man, don't give up. Like, you've got a passion. You've got something. There's something that's drawn you to music and it's your emotion, you know, and that's the strongest thing that you can have in your body is emotion. Besides everything else that's keeping you alive, it's what drives your mind. So do not give up on it. If you're a musician, keep driving and keep making yourself better. It's like riding a bike. It's like playing with a toy, man. Grab the guitar, bass, drums, whatever. It's a toy, man. Get better at it. You know, just just don't stop. Uh, it's like Michael said, man. It's like chasing that thing. That's what it's about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys have been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Thank you so much for doing the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's Sean Ingram. This is Oka Lee Parker. They are in Group Think. Lee does solo stuff. Go find them both on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you find music. And this has been another episode of Rooster Radio.